The Everyday Style School podcast is sponsored by The Style Circle, the monthly membership where you can learn all the skills you need to ditch wardrobe overwhelm, style yourself like a pro, and gain the confidence you deserve. The Style Circle offers classes, wardrobe guides, support, and personalized advice from me. It's the most affordable way to get the professional style guidance you've always wanted. Head over to youreverydaystyle.com to get started today. Hey, Style Sisters, welcome back to the Everyday Style School podcast. Today, we're talking about self-confidence. You know, I believe that liking the way you look and dressing in a way that makes you feel good about yourself are really important factors in self-confidence. Putting on an outfit that makes you feel great helps you hold your head higher and walk a little taller and face life with more confidence. But I am not naive or ignorant enough to think that what you wear is the only or even the biggest factor to self-confidence, not by a long shot. Clothes can help you fake it till you make it, or they can be the icing on your self-confidence cake, but feeling good about yourself and who you are has to come from somewhere deeper. And since I am not an expert in that, I decided to reach out to someone who is. Sheena Yap Chan is a blogger, podcaster, consultant, author, and speaker on building self-confidence. She currently inspires women through her podcast called The Tao of Self-Confidence, where she interviews Asian women about their inner journey to self-confidence. Hi, Sheena. Thanks for visiting the Style School today. Hi, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. It's such an honor. We are so happy to have you here, and we're really excited for our conversation. But since this is a podcast about style, we ask every guest the same three questions. Are you ready? Yes. All right. In three words, describe your style. Simple, minimalist, and chic. Oh, I love it. I mean, I think minimalist is always chic. I think, you know, getting rid of all the extras is the ultimate in chicness. So those go very, very well together, in my opinion. All right. Question number two. If I gave you $500 to spend on clothes in one store for yourself, what store would you choose and what would you like to add to your wardrobe? Probably Zara because they have great styles, Um, probably more dresses, um, a blazer, um, something that, you know, really just represents who I am. So mostly like dresses, blazers, you know, simple tees that might end up being more than $500, but maybe when it's a sale, I could probably put that all in. Well, and at Zara, five hundred dollars is going to go quite far. Actually, you can you can do you can do a couple of dresses and blazers and and a few tees for that. Which brings us to my last question: of what clothing that you currently wear is your favorite or makes you feel the most like you? Um, for me, I don't know if I have a single favorite. I think it depends on the occasion. Like you know, if I dress up for a like a wedding or a party, I like you know wearing a, a nice dress. Um, I really like wearing bodysuits because I, I just like the fit and it just helps me feel like more confident. But mm-hmm. yeah, that, I think that's pretty much it. So do you have in this day and age where we're not attending a ton of weddings and going out as much, do you have like a go-to item that you find yourself reaching for a lot? Probably a pair of jogging pants since I'm at home a lot. <laughs> Amen to the joggers. As a matter of fact, I had to put on real jeans today because I tried on some of my real jeans a couple of weeks ago and I was like, ooh, I, you know, we're going to have to start wearing these more often just so we, I know what the fit of clothes should actually feel like, right? Because I, I reach for my joggers pretty much every day myself. All right. So now that we know you a little bit better, let's get into the very, very important topic of self-confidence. 
first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became a self-confidence expert. Well, when I first started, I did not have confidence at all. <laughs> you know, I grew up in a normal household, you know, just told what to do, basically went to school, got a job and worked in an office for 12 years. But I always knew that wasn't something I wanted to do. I mean, I would just be in like my little cubicle and I would like think to myself, this can't be it. Like there has to be something more like I can't envision myself working here until I'm like retirement age. Right. And you know, not that, you know, having a job is bad. If you love your job is great. But if you know, there's something bigger and better out there, I think, you know, we have to like make it a, a responsibility for us to go out there and do it. And so, I mean, it, it didn't happen right away. Like there was a couple things that, you know, happened. It was, you know, little gradual steps where I decided to just go out and do my own thing. Um, you know, I failed a, a lot of times. <laughs> you know, trying different paths and like just not succeeding and thinking something was wrong with me because I kept failing, especially when there's people out there who tell you, if you don't get this in 90 days, something's wrong with you. Really nothing's wrong with you because the same people who said that, you know, it takes something like 90 days to get it took like 20 years. So, you know, it's just like, there's always a like hidden, like underlying like thing that they don't mention to you. Um, but it wasn't really until I realized, like, you know, I really want to help women out there because as women, we're still facing a lot of issues, right? Especially, you know, we're still not seen as equals. We don't have that representation. And there's so many labels that women have that society puts on women, right? Like there's certain things we can't do because it's not ladylike. And so I really want to create a support system, especially for Asian women, because there's not a lot of support systems out there for Asian women, especially when it comes to, you know, dealing with low self-esteem and low confidence issues, especially how we're brought up. You know, we're just told to never make any noise, just be in the background, do as you're told and don't do anything that's out of that path. Right. Because if we do, it's like considered shameful. And, you know, growing up, you know, I moved to Canada when I was seven and growing up, I never had that representation. Every time, you know, I'd look at I'd watch TV. It's like all I see were the same people. And at one point I wanted to change my name to Heather, have blonde hair and blue eyes, because that's what I thought, you know, what it means to be beautiful back then. Right. And I was so ashamed of being Asian because of that. You know, I have black hair, I have slanty eyes, you know, it was totally the opposite of what I wanted to be back then. But I realized that, you know, if I really wanted that representation, it had to start with me. Right. You know, instead of complaining about it, I decided to create it. And that's how the podcast came about, The Tao of Self-Confidence. I started interviewing so many Asian women, you know, especially until now, we still have this uh, model minority myth where, you know, a lot of people think Asian women are quiet and submissive and obedient. And because of that, we are seen as, you know, this, we are seen as that and not society doesn't see us in like leadership roles. And that's probably why not a lot of women, um, you know, get promoted because of these stupid myths. And you know, just even interviewing all these amazing women made me realize, like, I wasn't alone in this journey. I wasn't the only person who felt the way I felt, who felt I wasn't worthy, who had to, like, please other people before pleasing myself, you know, talking about self-love, because these are topics that nobody talks about, especially, like, mental health. Mental health is still such a taboo in the Asian community. You know, they feel like if you go seek professional help, something's wrong with you, but nothing's wrong with you, right? I mean, we all go through some form of mental health issue, right? Especially in the pandemic, it's we're in a lockdown. Our, you know, issues get heightened because of it. 
And so, you know, it really started from there and just learning to get to know myself more and really like surrounding myself with like-minded women who are also there to lift me up because it's, you know, talking about confidence is really easy, right? But actually taking action on confidence is like the total opposite. It's really like nerve wracking. You get anxious, you get anxiety, you stumble a lot. You feel like you're always making mistakes, but it's all a part of life, right? And it's not like, you know, it's always a good day every day. It's like a roller coaster. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down, sometimes you're like upside down. But, you know, the main point is you keep moving forward. You keep getting yourself back up when you fall down. That's a really good point. It actually brings me to a question that I wanted to ask you is what is your definition of self-confidence and, and how do we as women sometimes get it wrong? And I think for me, one of the things that we get wrong about self-confidence is that you either have it or you don't, or once you have self-confidence, you won't be afraid to do anything. And like, I consider myself a fairly confident person, but I'm afraid to do things all the time. It just means that I'm afraid and I do it anyway. You know, having the confidence myself, like, well, I'll figure it out. And if I fail, I'll be okay. But how do you really define self-confidence in, in women? And what are some of the ways that you, you see women getting it wrong? Well, for me, confidence is really just you know, taking action, right? It's all about taking action. And when I first, you know, started learning about confidence, I thought there was just one way of building confidence. I thought you had to be a certain person to be confident. You had to be loud and boisterous and just really be out there to be confident. But really, you know, you don't have to be. You can be a introvert and still be confident, right? Confidence, you know, the way to build confidence is choosing different ways that works for you because not everyone is going to use the same tools or resources to build their confidence. You know, for me, maybe, you know, working out is great, but, you know, to actually like sit down and meditate does not work for me. It's like really bad. I end up falling asleep all the time. I always make a grocery list. I start out meditating and then I'm like, and then I got to run to Target and pick up, you know, I can't, I just can't. Okay. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm with you there. And I thought something was wrong with me for the longest time because I could not like meditate for the life of it. And I've tried so many times and I just realized this is not how I'm going to build confidence. There's other ways. Like there's so many ways to build confidence, right? The the main thing is, you know, finding ways that works for you. And when you can find something that works for you, then you keep using that, right? Maybe reading books is great. But if you don't like reading books, you can listen to audiobooks. Um, it's really just you get to pick and choose what works for you. Why is having self-confidence or being a self-confident person so important? Well, for me, I think confidence is what gives you that, you know, that oomph to just take action in what you want to do, whether it's to forge your own path, whether it's to live out your dream life. Without confidence, you're not going to go out there and do the things that you want to do because you'll always be scared by, you know, maybe your own fears or what other people might say about you. But, you know, regardless of what happens, if you have that confidence, which is like, you know, having that inner knowing that, you know, you can do it regardless of the situation, you're going to go go ahead and do it right. No matter what the situation is. And it's not always easy. And it, because if it was, everyone would be doing it. But, right. you know, confidence is something you work with every single day of your life because, we have new challenges, new, you know, roadblocks that we face. And as long as we know how to pick ourselves back up and keep moving forward, we're unstoppable. Even if we fall down a thousand times or 10,000 times, we just keep going. As long as we know what the main purpose is, you know, you're going to go and do it. I love that. While you were talking, it was actually reminding me of a 
a time I was shopping with a client and we were at Nordstrom and she found these leather leggings. And this was before leather leggings were really pretty mainstream and like everyone was wearing them, but she loved them. And I was like, well, let's try them on. And she said, oh, I I couldn't. I said, well, why not? She said, well, what would people say? And I said to her, well, what people and who cares? Because for me, like just wearing what I want is very easy, but it took me a while in my career to to realize that that is not an easy thing for a lot of people. A lot of people have those expectations of like, oh, uh, a good mom wouldn't wear leather leggings to the bus stop or, you know, a, a corporate executive wouldn't wear a bright colored suit. I should only be in black and navy. Um, and it, it, what you were talking about just reminded me that everybody has a different path to confidence and, and different comfort with, with things. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So one of the things, so a little peek behind the scenes for all of our listeners, when people want to come on my show or when I reach out to them, they fill out this long questionnaire about, you know, what should we talk about? Give me your social media links, all that good, all that good stuff. One of the things you wrote, Gina, was about the importance of a confidence color. And I was like, I do not know what that is. So we have to talk about that. So what is a confidence color? So a confidence color is just, you know, your go-to color that gives you that confidence to just take on the world, right? Whether it's to take on that big meeting or you want to speak on stage, you have that color that gives you that confidence to go out and take action. Mentioning to Jennifer before this interview how my choice of wardrobe is very like different from everyone. Um, This is where the minimalist part comes up because I only wear three colors, which is black, red, and gray. (laughs) I keep it, you know, super minimal because I remember reading an article about Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg, how they wear the same thing every single day because it allows their brains to focus on other things versus, you know, trying to figure out what to wear, right? When you have so many choices, like you end up overthinking about what's a great outfit to wear, right? You have so many colors, so many different styles, and you're just like, oh no, you're like, (laughs) you know, your brain's like fried because you're trying to figure out a simple thing as what to wear. And so that's why I decided to limit, you know, the number of colors to three. And my friends always like ask me, why do you do that? That's so weird. What if you like this dress, but it's in yellow? What are you going to do? I said, I just won't buy it. (laughs) It's as simple as that. Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense because you save money. And it's, yeah, totally, right? It's like you go into a store, instead of taking an hour to find like all these different things, they'll take you a fraction of the time to find it because they don't have it in the color that you want. Um, So, you know, this is something that I do that most people don't understand, but it works for me. So this is a part of confidence where it's like, you know, wearing three colors works for me, but might not work for you because maybe you love fashion, right? Maybe you love having different colors and that's okay because I'm not the same and neither are you. And so, you know, I do wear three colors and my main primary color is red because for me, red symbolizes courage and confidence. And also, you know, growing up in a Chinese household, red is a happy color, right? We wear it when there's a birthday and when there's a happy occasion. So, you know, my relatives, every time they see me in the re- in red, they're always like, is it your birthday today? And I tell them it's my birthday every day. <laughs> You're always celebrating. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and that. they just laugh because it's funny. But yeah, that's my confidence color. I feel a lot better when I wear something red, when I have to talk to somebody or, you know, speak on stage or go on an interview because it really does help me um, just, you know, give me that oomph to just, 
you know, go ahead and do it. Even if I'm nervous, even if I'm fumbling, even if like, I feel like I'm going to have it all wrong. Okay. So I'm listening to this and thinking, I know what my confidence color would be. What if you're sitting here and you go, I have no idea. How would you go about finding your confidence color? I think it's just, you know, just testing which colors work for you. Also, you know, you can also look up what different colors mean. For me, I just looked up red because I really liked red and it said it symbolizes courage and confidence. And when you go searching, like researching what each color means, then maybe that might help you figure out like picking a certain color or you can do it in small steps. So when I decided to minimize the number of colors I wanted to wear, I actually started with having six colors and then I went down to three colors. Um, So, you know, just taking it step by step, you don't have to make huge like leaps to build this, right? You can take small steps because actually taking those small bite-sized steps is what will help you build the confidence that you want. I'm so fascinated by this idea of just finding a confidence color. I teach a class on um, signature style and that's part of it. Like the, the colors that you choose for your wardrobe really do say a lot about your style and your personality. Like if you are somebody who is bold and assertive, like a light pale yellow may not be a color that makes you feel really confident about yourself vice versa if you're somebody who is kind of shy and an introvert like a bold color might make you feel really conspicuous and not confident in yourself so i love that ladies we're going to do a post on what your confidence color is okay so where do you think our self-confidence comes from like is that something that we learned from our moms is it something that we learned growing up so as you moved from somebody who wasn't confident to somebody who was where did that initial lack of self-confidence come from I think when we're born, we do have confidence because, you know, we come out into this world, we're always learning new things, especially when you're a baby, right? You learn to talk, you learn to walk, you learn to do all these amazing things. And there's like no negative like feedback coming to you, right? Because you're a baby. Everyone's so excited when you say your first word or you take your first step or when you like learn to feed yourself, right? There's all these moments where everyone celebrates your success as a kid. But I think as we grow up, you know, we start seeing things, right? Whether it's on TV, whether it's our family, whether it's, you know, going to school, all these negative things that come out. And I think, you know, the more we're programmed with these negative things, that's when our self-confidence comes down. And, you know, then we start to, you know, feel these feelings like, oh, what if people don't like me? What if I'm not good enough? What if like I make all these mistakes? What if I'm a failure? And so, you know, not a lot of people are aware of these, right? Like, I'm sure as a child, we have so many traumatic experiences that really, you know, still stick with us in our adult life. Like, for me, I actually failed kindergarten at the age of five because I tried to color one picture and it ju- I kept coloring it outside the lines and I, I just couldn't get past that photo. And because of that, um, I failed kindergarten. I had to redo kindergarten all over again. And, you know, because of that traumatic experience, I saw failure as something really bad, like the end of all ends, like I was no good because I was a failure. And it's really hard to, you know, even see it that way because we're not aware of it, right? If we don't do the work, like, you know, self-development and like learning to get to know ourselves better and like thinking back, what are some of the moments in our life that made us who we are today? Then, you know, we wouldn't know. But, you know, if you do, if you are aware of these things, then you can be like, all right, so I get it. You know, um, I feel like a failure because it started from the age of five. And, you know, it starts with self-awareness. And then 
once you are self-aware, you can find like solutions on how to help yourself get better, whether it's to get a coach, to seek professional help, to read self-help books, to be in a community with like-minded people. You find the way that helps you the most. When you were building your self-confidence, what were some of the things that you did? Did you get a coach? Did you read books? How did you develop that in yourself? For sure. I mean, yeah, one thing was joining like a women's group. It was really huge for me because, you know, I think we feel like we're always alone in this journey, but we're not. And when we can surround ourselves with like-minded women and know that we're doing the same thing, then we don't feel as bad. So like as an example, I remember... One of the exercises was to do a YouTube video, and video was not my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're so good on video, though, because I've watched yours on, on Facebook, and I, they're good. I love your videos. So you overcame that one. That was not me when the first time I did my my first ever YouTube video. It was like a two-minute video on like, how I get to work from home, and it's so cool, and blah, blah, blah. But it took me two hours to do a two minute video because I was fumbling. I would turn it off and on. I would say something stupid and like do it again. I, I must have taken it like 50 times, not be- because I was just so afraid of what other people might think of me. I was so afraid that people might laugh at me. I was so afraid people might think I'm crazy putting up videos on the Internet. <laughs> But then because of having that women's group, I wasn't the only one who's facing the same issues. They were just as scared as I am. So that made me realize, you know, if they're just as scared as I am and they're going out there doing it, then I can do it too. It makes a huge difference when you're, you know, doing it together versus being alone. So those were one of the things that really helped me. Having a coach did help me. This is something that was recent because I never really believed in having a coach until I got one, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes. And they really do help you like push yourself. And, you know, it really makes a huge difference. Like, you know, if you make a mistake, it's fine. The main thing is you're taking action. And sometimes you're going to be in situations where it's so uncomfortable and you just want this thing to be over. Like, you know, maybe you talk to somebody who's just like really rude to you and you're just trying to be as nice as you can but the fact that you're able to push through it makes a huge difference it's like okay I've done the worst that's ever happened I can take on anything else I love that yeah those are some of the things working out reading books or like you know just like something that I do when I just you know being in the journey as well but the main thing was surrounding myself with like-minded people and you know getting a coach Okay. So now you are a person who has overcome this fear of video, obviously, and you know, you're confident on video. How do you handle criticism? Because I think that that is a big thing in self-confidence for, for anybody, but especially when you are somebody who does put yourself out there online, because you know, the internet is not a kind, kind place. So how would you suggest women handle criticism, whether it comes from, you know, online or just people in your life and maintain your self-confidence? For sure. Um, I remember, you know, someone telling me when it comes to like, you know, people criticizing you and hating you to just think of them as ants. They're like so small. It's not going to matter when you're like successful and, you know, you're living your dream life because, you know, a lot of people are so brave behind a computer, (laughs) but they would never do that in real life. Right. We have all these like keyboard warriors. So you have to really just think, you know, these people are nothing but ants. And you just keep moving. And I know it's easier said than done, but it really just takes practice, right? Because I remember having my first bad review on my podcast and I was like consumed with it for like a week. And then after I was like, you know what? I have like a hundred good reviews and I'm focusing on the one bad review. 
that's fine, whatever. It's not the end of the world. I'm going to focus on the good one. So, you know, even just focusing on like the people who are like giving you good feedback kind of eliminates the criticism. I don't know. That's how I've seen it. Um, the less I think about the, the criticism, the more I, you know, um, end up getting like good feedback and positive reviews and, you know, support. Yeah. Well, I think it's always true too, that the people who like you will always be quieter than the people who don't. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the people who don't like you, they always are the loudest voices. Something that has really helped me um, is that when I get that criticism and you know what, there's a difference between like constructive feedback from people and criticism, right? And then constructive feedback, that's a wonderful thing that I think is a gift and can help you build self-confidence. But, you know, just straight up criticism. I always say to myself, they only win if I let this stop me, right? So if you are the woman who wants to wear those leather leggings, but you're afraid of what people are going to say, and even if they say something, those people only win if you don't wear your leather leggings. If you continue to wear your leather leggings, they don't win. They have absolutely no power. So for me, you know, both when I get you know, because I get stuff um, and I see a lot of women who get criticism and just sort of shrink. Those people, the critical people only win if it stops you from being who you want to be and doing what you want to do. Do you have any thoughts on that? That's so true, right? Like if you let them get to you, then yeah, they're going to win. And you have to understand that there's just people out there who have nothing better to do but to criticize every single person in the world. And, you know, if you give them that power, then they win. But if you don't and you just keep moving forward, you're winning. And it takes work, like I mentioned, right? It's not always easy because as women too, we're, you know, maybe a little bit more sensitive than men, but, you know, we have to take it with a grain of salt and be like, you know what, you know, F them. I'm just going to keep moving forward. (laughs) I love it. And, you know, this applies to women just in regular lives too, not, you know, podcast reviews and emails or whatever. Just, you know, I've heard from a lot of women even who I've gone shopping with or I've worked with and they went home with a really great outfit that they loved. And their husband was like, that's terrible. And they're like, I don't ever want to wear it again. Well, you only win if, if you don't, if he only wins if you don't wear it again. Right. So I think it's just, it's hard to tune that stuff out. But like you were saying earlier, if you know what your path is and you know what you want to do and confidence is just about moving forward to get there, I think that's how you sort of stay the course. So one of the other things that you had written that we should talk about today is embracing your flaws. And I think that this is a really, really important thing to talk about. And I think for most women, it's the hardest thing to do. How do we, where do we start with embracing our flaws? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm I'm guilty of it too, right? Before I would be so, I'd be my biggest, you know, criticizer, right? I'd like yeah. look in the mirror, I'd wear this outfit and be like, oh my God, you look terrible why would you even think of buying that outfit people are gonna laugh at you you know look at your rolls coming out it's hideous (laughs) I had to realize like I had to be my own best friend right because you would never tell your best friend that they looked hideous in that outfit or look fat I mean you would tell them like you know rock it right and so I think treating ourselves like our own best friend really helps right we're a lot kinder to ourselves we just say you know what your rolls are sexy why not show it (laughs) Because there's so many women out there in all different sizes, you know, just owning it. 
Uh, one great person who really owns who they are is Lizzo, right? She's a, you know, a little bit bigger woman, but she owns it, right? She has that confidence to rock it. And I'm sure she gets a lot of criticism, but because she's so confident and she just puts it out there, like she just, it doesn't even, she doesn't give them that power. She just moves on and keeps thriving, right? And like, her journey alone wasn't a walk in the park either. Like it took her years to get to where she is today. You know, I remember seeing a tweet where she said, you know, she's saying for just to get free beer because they couldn't pay her. And so, you know, I think she's a great person to like see what confidence is because she just wears the outfits that make her feel beautiful and make her feel confident. And she just embraces everything about herself. And I think something that you had said earlier about representation and you decided to be the representation if we all hide until we have no flaws, nothing will ever be normalized, right? If if we all, you know, don't leave the house until we are perfectly coiffed with perfect makeup, the ultimate outfit, the body you want, the job you want, you know, if we never show people the struggle, it will never be normalized. There will never be anybody, you know, if Lizzo said, well, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to even try for a record deal. I'm not going to even get on stage until I'm a size six. No one would be able to point to her and say, yeah, but she's rocking it. She's doing it. So I think embracing your flaws too has to be sort of a, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it kind of has to be like a public service that you do for others because then other people go, okay, well, if she can do it with, you know, imperfect teeth or what, you know, whatever it is, um, I can do it too. So I think we have to sort of be the representation for each other and normalize normal. Yeah, totally. I, I totally agree. Especially, you know, we live in a world where everything is covered by a filter or we look at yes. a cover of a magazine, it's edited to, to the T. Like, you know, if you ever see a before and after of a photo shoot, you know, that's the raw photo versus the edited. It's such a huge difference. Right. And this is why women face so many like, you know, issues about themselves because they're they're trying to attain something that's not possible. That's edited. Right. And so we just need to show more of our authentic selves and realize, hey, you know, I like for me, I don't know how to put on makeup for the life of it. And so I just don't do it. <laughs> you know, I just. I just go Good out you. with my face, yes. my bare raw, like raw and bare face. And that's, you get what you see basically. And, you know, some people are like, you know, you need makeup. I'm like, do I? <laughs> I seem to be doing okay without it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I don't put it. Of course, you know, if there's a special occasion, I do it once in a while, but it's not something I do on an everyday basis. I love that. Yeah. I think that when it comes to things like that, we just have to, you have to know what you're looking at, right? Like when you go on Instagram, you have to know what you are looking at, that nothing, nothing looks as pretty as, as it does. You know, maybe we've all seen these, um, even the advertisement on how to make your photos look like everything's bright and white and, and airy because they don't really look like that. Like that is not realistic that everyone's house is this bright white, perfectly clean, you know, uh, spotless and professionally decorated thing. Like that is probably one spot in a, in a blogger's house that they have created that way. Or like you were saying with magazine covers, women don't look like that. They, those were, even Cindy Crawford said that she wanted to look like Cindy Crawford because she doesn't, she looks nothing like the woman on the magazine when you are airbrushed and everything is, you know, 
all the imperfections are removed and this part of you is plumped up and that part of you is slimmed down. We have to understand what we're looking at. I was watching a beauty YouTuber and she was answering Q and A's from, from viewers. And they said, have you done fillers or Botox? And she was talking about like what she has done. And she said, don't kid yourself that these makeup artists with this perfect skin, nobody looks like that after the age of like 25. It just isn't natural. So if you're seeing these things, there has been quote unquote work done. So I think it's just important to to look at these things and know what you're seeing. Appreciate the beauty for what it is, but it's not just attainable by the regular person without, you know, makeup artists, hair people, and a whole lot of Photoshop. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you know, we just have to learn to like show ourselves, like our true selves more out there and, you know, just tell the truth. Like I got surgery done or this is why I look like this. I'm not saying all all people are like that. Of course, there's some people who work hard for what they do, but not everything you see on the internet is the truth. <laughs> a lot of it is not. A lot of it is not. So if you're someone who's struggling with self-confidence, what is like one thing that people can do to boost their self-esteem or their self-confidence? So one of the things that I do that really helps me a lot is you know, I say three affirmations to myself when I'm feeling low or when I go through moments of self-doubt. Actually, I have a lot of moments of self-doubt, but um, three things I say to myself is I am loved, I am worthy, and I am enough. And I keep telling myself mm -hmm. that until I feel good. So that's something that works for me. Um, some people do something like a power chant where they just kind of like, you know, kind of scream in the bathroom and just have this chant going on until they like feel like this power. Um, everyone's different, right? The, be the the main thing is you don't have to make big leaps and, you know, just take little steps bit by bit, you know, instead of doing a hundred affirmations, let's start with three. <laughs> Keep it simple. Do the affirmations feel awkward at first? Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. Anything you do that's like out of your comfort zone will always feel awkward. And that's normal because it's something that's totally new that you're trying to do. And yes, it will become awkward at first and you'll feel really weird and embarrassing. But the more you keep doing it, um, it'll be part of your routine and you'll feel a lot better. So anything you do will always feel awkward when it's something out of your comfort zone. Well, and I think the whole affirmation thing, everyone remembers Stuart Smalley on um, Saturday Night Live, like, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. And it really kind of made fun of the affirmation. So every time somebody says that, I'm like, I'm going to feel like Stuart Smalley doing these affirmations. But okay, if it's something that feels more natural as you stick with it, maybe maybe I can stick with it and maybe some of our listeners can embrace that as well. So final question that I like to ask all my guests is what would you like our listeners to take away from our conversation? Is there Are there one or two things that you really want our style sisters to walk away with? For sure. I mean, go out there and have the confidence to be your authentic self, right? Take action on your dreams, even if it's scary, even if you're fumbling, you know, your way there, because we all do, you're not the only one. And know that, you know, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay if you have flaws. It's okay if you even have moments of self-doubt, because we all go through it. We're human. We're not a robot. We're not perfect. And sometimes, you know, our greatest mistakes can be our greatest opportunities as well. I love that. Okay, Sheena, where can people connect with you online? 
Sure. Um, if you actually Google Sheena Yapchan, I'm like the only Sheena Yapchan in the internet. So it really makes it easy <laughs> for people to search me. That is great. Have, yeah. I also have a podcast called The Tao of Self-Confidence, uh, where I interview Asian women about their journey to self-confidence. I We're also going to have a book coming out called Asian Women Who Boss Up, where we have women sharing their stories on how they're able to, you know, forge their own path and be able to thrive because I, like I mentioned, representation is huge and it's really important to showcase women um, out there seeing that what's possible for them is also possible for themselves. Love it. You've got a freebie for our listeners as well, right? Can you tell them a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So I do have a free self-talk tape. And so I actually first read about this self-talk tape in a book called, I forgot the title, but it's like what you say to yourself. And so it's really important to be really kind to, you know, when you start saying things to yourself, right? Because as women, we always say the worst things about ourselves. So these are just, you know, very many Mm -hmm. like dialogues where it's like telling you, hey, you're confident. Hey, you're beautiful. Things like that. So I do have a free self-talk tape that is to help build your confidence and you know you can replay that as much as you want you can listen to it at any given moment you can have it on repeat until you feel confident Um, because what you say to yourself is really important you have to understand that your brain is like a computer hard drive right if you fill it with good stuff you know more good things will come but if you fill it with bad stuff like a virus it makes your computer not work as well right so yeah awesome uh, our listeners can get that by going to the show notes for this episode on our website. Just head to youreverydaystyle.com and then just do a search for Sheena or click on podcast and, and her episode will be right there. So that's the easiest way to get that. Sheena, I want to thank you again for your time and for sharing your valuable information with us. I know that I am inspired to talk to myself nicer and continue my journey on self-confidence and I hope our listeners are as well. So thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me and thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this. Class is dismissed for today, but the conversation doesn't have to end. Head over to youreverydaystyle.com forward slash podcast for show notes, freebies, and links to connect with me on social media. And if the Everyday Style School podcast is making style easier and more fun for you, it would make my day if you would subscribe to the show, leave a review, and share it with your friends so women everywhere can have more fun with style. I'll see you next time. And until then, stay stylish.